Hi, I'm Harvey Wade, founder of Innovate21, an entrepreneur and longtime innovator with many organizations across many industries. I will be your guide in this innovation podcast mini series. This series is aimed at everyone, whether you're running a practice, working in a practice, studying, or just interested in innovation. I'm going to be sharing some stories to help bring innovation to life and to enable you to really think how that applies to you. This series has six episodes, each covering a different yet important innovation aspect. We'll be looking at diverse mindsets, innovation as an enabler, being near and far-sighted, navigating environments, creating supportive cultures, and being action-orientated. I'm hoping that in about 15 minutes, I can give you tools and guidance on how you can make innovation happen or happen more often in your own world. Any tools I mention, we posted on the Viva Innovation site. And if you have any questions, then please do contact me directly by email. Welcome to the second episode, an enabler, not an outcome, a tool to create the desired future. In the first podcast, we talked about the importance of diversity. So in this podcast, we're going to start really delving a little deeper into innovation and what that is. Before I start, one of the things that is really important is that innovation is often a discussion and a conversation. It's often not about who's right and who's wrong, but how we come together to find something better. So one of the things I always love to do is just to understand, so where are you thinking about innovation? What does innovation mean to you right now? And I have a very useful step model that I use in this. I start off with the first stage is people are unaware of innovation. It's perceived as a distraction or unnecessary. Now, it's not often that people are thinking about this in these times and these extraordinary times. Second level is aware. Benefits are known, but they're not personally experienced. So you know about innovation, but you don't get it yourself. Maybe a supporter of innovation. So innovation is endorsed by leadership but the practice is inconsistent. There's just pockets of things going on in different places. Doing, doing innovation. Activity is taking place, but it's not core capability. It's, it's happening once a day job's been done or after hours. It's just not the main focus. And then you move into being innovative. This, this moving from innovation being an outcome to an enabler of business. And for me, being innovative uh, means that innovation is focused on key business drivers and key organizational drivers and it becomes a critical competency of what you do and what everyone does every day. It's no longer something, hey, we've got a successful innovation, but it's actually, we've got a successful innovation and this is what it's created. This is the benefit we've got. And that's really important because the focus of innovation should always be on the outcome you create, not the activity itself. So that leads me into thinking about, well, what actually is innovation? So innovation can be both a noun and a verb. So for me, when I think about innovation, it's often sometimes a process that people follow through from maybe thinking about a problem um, through to actually implementing the final idea. But it can also be a, a noun. There's different types of innovation. People focus on maybe... Um, Dublin has the 10 types of innovation. Now, 
that's okay if you're a bit of an innovation geek, which I guess I probably am. But for everybody else, that's a little bit too much detail. So I like to focus on just two types of innovation. You have two areas of sustaining innovation and disruptive innovation. So how do those two things differ? What does it mean? Well, one of the things, if you were having a conversation, I'd be asking you what you thought. And sustaining innovation is all about optimizing today. It's making whatever you do today work really much better. That could be faster, that could be cheaper, that could be better customer responses, it could be better outcomes for um, the animals that you're treating. And it's all around focused on the way we work today and making sure the way we work today works really, really well. Think about as as tuning your performance engine if you had a car. Disruptive innovation is really about exploring tomorrow. What's coming tomorrow? Obviously not exactly tomorrow, but in the future, what is coming at us? What do we need to do differently? What will our customers need? What are some of the technology that are coming? It, it's higher risk. It's more difficult to anticipate the return on any investment. And it's rarely part of the day job. We're not going to focus too much on what that is right now. Next episode, we'll focus a bit more on those two different types. But you do need to think about how you focus on both of those aspects. Because if you don't focus on what's coming in the future, you can be very quickly become irrelevant. I've got a friend who wrote a book called Be Less Zombie, and actually it's all aimed at companies, is, is they're becoming more and more zombie-like because they're not moving into the future. And that might be okay if that's a deliberate strategy, but often they don't realize it. And why is that different strategy needed? Well, we all know the stories and we mentioned a few of these last episode, but you don't want to be a Nokia, you want to be, I guess, an Apple. You don't want to be a blockbuster, you want to be a Netflix. Why is this? Why is this happening? Well, there's this phrase called VUCA, which is first was come out by the American military. And it was all sort of focused on battlefield commanders and helping them to make a decision when they couldn't quite work out what the right decision was. They didn't have enough data and they were getting stuck because they couldn't make a decision. And VUCA actually stands for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex and Ambiguous. And what they did is they really helped battlefield commanders to make a decision, which is better than making no decision. If you're on a battlefield and you stay still, it normally means that's probably not a great strategy to have because you'll be spotted and found. But that VUCA behavior, that VUCA um, atmosphere is really starting to affect more and more business, becoming volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. If you're not running a practice or not running a business, you're probably very aware of all these different changes that are coming at you and so much faster. And one of the things to really think about when you think about innovation, that innovation is actually an argument with the current business model. So the way you're doing things right now somebody comes in with an idea you're probably going to go hmm interesting but that's really going to affect how we run our business now do i want to disrupt my current business to go and look at this idea and that can be quite a hard thing to do because you have to accept that i might find that i ruined my old business but you kind of know it's the right thing to do 
An example of this is an Apple example again. Um, when the iPhone was released, they released it with the ability to put music on it. Now, that was the main selling point of an iPod. The iPod was the most successful Apple product at the time of launch of the iPhone. And imagine if you're in the iPod department, all of a sudden you get a memo saying, oh, by the way, the iPhone is going to have music on. You know instantly what will happen. You've got a device that will do two things rather than your device that just does one. Which will you choose? And that would have been a very hard thing for that division to probably accept. And I don't know whether they did accept it, but actually we know it was the right thing to do. Apple could not have released their phone without music on. Um, it, it just wouldn't have worked as well. And it was the right decision, although probably quite a hard decision to have to make. And so one of the things that you really think about when we think about innovation being an enabler is actually strategy. There's a great quote that I, that I have. Um, strategy is not complex, but it's hard. It's hard because it forces people and organisations to make specific choices about their future. And that's A.G. Laffley, who's the CEO of P&G. And that's really interesting to consider, that actually you have to make a choice. How many of us, if we're given a choice of, I don't know, the um, Quality Street, find it really hard? To choose which one you're going to have if you can only have one <laughs> it's a little bit like that you know you want to do lots but you've only got one choice how do you make that right decision and innovation can really help you in these areas but what do we mean by innovation strategy so innovation strategy is the process and output of assessing how innovation initiatives are planned and prioritized to support the organization's business goals so innovation is never separate to where the organization is going. Some organizations are very clear about where they're headed. Some organizations are less clear, it's more tactical, it's about the next 12 months, it's about a revenue target, rather than going, this is the organization that we will be in five years time. It's actually very hard, but it's something that um, any CEO or every business owner should be thinking about, where will they be in five years time? And, and as a result, where do you need innovation? Now, innovation strategy, is often an emergent strategy because we are looking at the future actually it's never been done before so we have a view maybe of the um, area that we want to get to or the place we think we need to go so think of it like the mountain range we're headed for the Himalayas but what we might not know is how we're going to climb the Himalayas which peak we're going to go for and what we're going to discover along the way and it's almost like a stepping stone approach you don't just set a path and we go for it come what may because you don't know when you're going to you know find a, a hill or something you can't go can't go over so you've got to go around it something might stop you, you need to go back and go a different route in a current world the BAU world you kind of should know the answers you've done it before you know how much things will cost how long things will take what kind of skills you're going to need innovation you haven't done it before so you are sometimes making your best guess and you discover and you have to change quickly when you discover that those decisions were not the right decisions and that's a perfectly legitimate way to think about innovation it's why often it's called about you know failing fast you might have heard that term it's because if you're going the wrong way you stop pretty quickly and if you think about if you're walking 
uh, in a mountain and you realize you, you've got lost, you stop very quickly and you retrace your tracks to find out the place where you last knew you came from. So why does this matter to innovation? One of the things to really consider is that you actually don't want any old idea or any idea. You actually need to be really strategic about the innovation and the ideas that you're looking for. You need to understand, well, what do I need innovation to do for me? And when I talk about that, often you have a view of where you want to go as an organization, but you sometimes don't know how to achieve certain things. And that what is what often is called the strategic gap. And that's where innovation fits in. This is the thing that we have to do differently or need a different answer for to get there. And that is something that is really important to understand what I would call those innovation focus areas. But how do you find those innovation focus areas? You might be very clear on what those are, but some people are less clear and you might have lots of focus areas. So I can't ask everybody to focus on all these areas. And you're absolutely right. You do need to prioritize. So how can I prioritize those things? And one of the tools that I found very useful, and this will be shared with you, is really starting to think about what I call industry shifts. So these are things that are happening in your industry that are maybe, they might take potentially up to 10 years to materialize, but they're things that are coming that are starting to shift. That could be a different way of operating. It could be technology. It could be customer expectations. Um, it could be lifestyle. Uh, it could be a way of, in your cases, treating animals. And so what you're starting to do is really identify, and this is again one of these conversations, what are the industry shifts that are affecting my organization? Not the industry, but my organization. And that's really important to personalize into your own organization. What are those things? And so you really start to think about, well, what are the top five things? And you might come up with a number of different shifts. And then as a group, whether that's a group of leaders or, or a team, you identify what are the important areas, what are those top areas? And I would suggest coming up with three or five, three to five industry shifts. So say, for example, that might be telemedicine. Now, I'm sorry to choose a controversial um, area, but that might be just something to consider. Telemedicine, um, I'm not getting into whether it's right or wrong, but what is coming, you're seeing in, in, in human medicine that this is coming through as a, as a very strong um, shift. But how well are you positioned as an organization to cope with that? Do you have that practice? Do you know how to deal with it? Do you know how to action that? So there's a two by two matrix that I love to use with people. On the Y axis is looking at the internal capability that you have. How strong is that? And on the X axis is how strong is that shift coming at you from an external perspective? And if it's both pretty low, both in internal and external, then it's a slow change. You don't really have to worry about it. If it's something where the external change is low, but you have strong capability, then hey, you're in a strong and stable position. That's great. If the external wave coming at you is strong, but you have weak capability or low capability, you're kind of in trouble. If you have um, a high capability and it's a high uh, wave coming at you, high strength of wave, then your future fit. And so you really need to be looking at thing, anything that fits, appears in that uh, lower right corner, the trouble area, are probably going to be your focus areas. 
And you also want to not ignore the future fit areas as well, because they are going to be something you need to keep in touch with, because very quickly you could maybe lose your internal uh, capability. Things move very fast. And so what that gives you is a focus area. And so in telemedicine, just for example, if you feel that that's a really strong wave coming at you externally, but you have very little internal ability to deal with that, you probably want to focus your innovation efforts on how do I as an organization, how do we as an organization deal with that particular industry shift. And that creates your focus areas, your innovation focus areas. And all you then need to do is then determine what is the question you will ask people and how will we start to work out what innovation we need. And so that's why, although I've explained this quite simply, it is actually a question of choices. It's a question of looking at your strategy and working out what does my organization need now? What does it need in the future? And how do I focus innovation on the things that will really make a difference for my organization? And that's where you actually start to become a very strategic operator, a very useful operator, and you'll really start to see the value and the impact coming from your innovation program. No longer will you have those interesting ideas that you can't do anything with, you'll actually, people understand where your organization needs to go and how they can contribute to that. So in this podcast, we've really looked at what is the level of innovation you're currently at already, your maturity level. We've looked at two different types of innovation, sustaining and disruptive innovation, and why you need to focus on both. We've talked about VUCA and this um, world that is changing very, very fast and rapidly. We thought about how strategy is quite hard and how you can start to make choices around what you focus innovation on, how you can find out those focus areas, and then how you can use that to help to drive the innovation that your organization needs. In the next episode, we're really going to focus on being near and far-sighted, how we create success both today and for tomorrow, and looking at how you get the right mix of innovation that's right for your organization. This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, then please do email me at harvey at innovate21.co. Love to hear from you. In the meantime, look after yourselves and see you next time.